Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have such sites to show you. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G, where you can find us always on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, during the eclipse, wherever you need to look, you'll see our web, my website, which is brand spanking new. Extremely excited about that. And you'll be able to find this podcast. Now, I am extremely excited for this week's show because I have found the diamond in the rough, as it were, uh, the shining beacon in the light of darkness, as it were, a actually real life co-host. Here we are. I would like to introduce, oh, I'll let the man, I'll let the man introduce himself, actually. So, Hola, como estas? He's very well versed. Me amo Bradley Carroll. So for those of you that are English speakers only, I said my name. <laughs> I said, oh, excuse me. I said, hello, my name is Bradley. Um, I am excited to be uh, the guest co-host for this week's show. And um, unfortunately, I am not a nerd. I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a hermit. So I've actually crawled from under my rock to participate in this week's informational givings. Yes, he's like Spon- he's like uh, Patrick from SpongeBob. He lives legit under a rock. Absolutely. But there's all types of TVs and like couches and shit under there. So I don't know how he does it. It's right. super. It looks super comfortable. It's, yeah. it's only built for one human though. He, That's right. Only he can fit under there. Books and weed. That's pretty much it. So that's pretty much what we all need going forward in life. Books, weed, and maybe like a Capri Sun. Women, two. women. There's like three girls down there. Yeah, they don't. It's weird. They don't talk much. I don't know why. They all speak different languages that only he understands. Yeah, that's by design. I you can't have these girls communicating. Then they're gonna start talking about how you ain't shit. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, keep keep the language separate. Divide <laughs> you know, and conquer. You know they're gonna eventually revol- revolt on you, right? Hey, man. That's females gonna be females can't get along. You gotta tell. You gotta. Uh, you know, throw one under the bus. Keep Jesus, them, dude. Keep them split up. Divide and conquer. No, man. They're going to build a, a new language out of their three, uh, that, <laughs> three, that's, three that's, separate languages. That's when you get that's them. over time. That's when you get them exposed to the, uh, you know, the American system. As long as they don't know shit about nothing, and, you know, they don't know nothing about money, and they stay up under that rock with you, and you keep them split up and confused, then you're good. So you're like Eddie Murphy from Raw. You just you just find someone like out of the bush and make sure they don't know anything about the American experience. So sort of, but I just don't like to be compared to Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest insult of all that. Huh? That's, that's what you pulled away from. Bad. It. You know what? That is a good. Uh, speaking of bad, let's go over our weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and go into. I'll give it a start. Yes, the sound effects will always change just because I'm neurotic and I need to have these things be extremely different. 
one time will be like a shimmering chime. The next will be a human screaming. We don't know what it's going to be. It just depends on the day and how I'm feeling. So I'm just going to go into what I've done this week. Pretty slow week besides getting the podcast together. I actually took a couple of weeks off, which I'm sure you've noticed. And that's mainly because all of my hardware just died immediately. It was like a mass culling of Michael wants to do the podcast juice, just running out of all of my hardware. My uh, laptop just died. Uh, all of my resources faded. But I've come from that, like the mighty phoenix. And I bring you this podcast with new technologies, unyet seen by human eyes. So it's what, I don't want to dwell on it. Just let you know we're back in business and we're here to stay. So, so I take it that was a bad week? That was a great week. Oh. Because only through adversity can you become better. Excellent. Winning makes you a loser if you really think about it. Mm. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I, well, I can't say the same about my week. My week was similar to other weeks. Um, I found a book to dive into. Nice. And uh, I read it. This time I am pouring over the pages of George R.R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones wow. novels, graphic novels, and that wonderful yeah. encyclopedia that was uh, put together by George R. R. Martin himself, wow. Elio, and a lady by the name of Linda. Linda. Linda was the contributing factor, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pouring over that information. Uh, it's, it's excellent. Um, I was excited about the show. I watched uh, the show. This Sunday, so that was probably the highlight. Oh, no, let's take that back. All right, let's take it over. Rewind all that. You know what? Tell me about your week. Let me know. First of all, my week didn't mean nothing. Okay. But shout out to Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford. For being the first undisputed champion. He has all four belts. He beat Julius Ndongo this Saturday, and he has all four belts. So, uh, shout out to Terrence Crawford, and mm. hopefully he'll move up in weight to go to the uh, welterweight class, and we can get some real fights with actual names. So, uh, shout out Terrence Crawford, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a household name, and you heard it here first. All right, so now he fights Apollo Creed, right, with, with, the, with the Captain America shorts and all that? Is that what happened? <clears throat> um... You could call, you could say that. There's a guy who's a, a PG-13 type of squeaky clean champion out here at the welterweight class. His name is um, uh, Earl Spence Jr. Okay. He would be the Apollo Creed. Um, there is no Rocky Balboa in this story. <laughs> that's just The way Hollywood. it is, right? Yeah, that's just Hollywood magic. Yes. But if we had to equate one, then it would be Terrence Crawford. See... I'm totally alien to any of this, so now you're the master of the nerdiverse in regards. Oh to no, this is US, not. This UFC. is not nerd. No, this is boxing. This man. is not nerd at all. We're this all nerds is, for something, man. Uh, well, if you want to call it that, you know I agree. I, I consider a nerd someone who's dived deep into a particular subject that most other people may not be as well versed on. You know what I mean? So okay, yeah. There's nerds for Christ porn. There's, there's so many nerds for porn, dude. Yeah. It's, it's like its own. That's his own universe, nerdiverse all by itself. You know, well, shout out to the uh, Quentin Tarantino because he is okay. the nerd of foot porn, which I believe <laughs> is the foot fetish. Yes, it's in every single one of his of his films. Absolutely. And he, it needs to be there. It's very disgusting. It's, uh, hey, if he, if he likes it, I love it, man. I'm not I'm a not toe gonna, guy. I'm not going to discriminate, man. We all I have will it. discriminate on toes. You, Keep those out of the uh, out of the equation. Out of the equation. So you're not like George Costanza, where you try to mesh 
toes, you know, loving. In, well, he was meshing food. loving food. That's yeah. not that's not an not option. mesh toes in love, bro. I would I would I would rather deal with toes than food. You're not gonna add a hoagie into the equation. Never. No. Food is out of the equation. No, toes toes see, are. It starts with strawberries and chocolate and shit, and then it goes into like pepperoni pizza, you know. Uh, and like ceviche, right? Okay, <laughs> you know, add ceviche to the equation. There will be hey. a little bit of ceviche to the equation. There's first. always ceviche there <laughs> if you're dealing with the right type of sex. <laughs> okay, this podcast. You're dealing with the wrong type of sex. You're dealing with a lot of sausages. Oh, man, this podcast has gone off the rails. Well, okay. yeah. Let's, let's get let's get back on. Focus. Let's get back on focus. Because this so. is my first week here, and I can I tend to get kind of sidetracked. That's okay. I'm here to just you know to put you back on the right track with this track. Uh, so what did I do this week? Uh, nothing as exciting as finding the future of, of UFC. I just speaking of fighting, I just played a bunch more Injustice Two. Have you ever, have you heard of that game? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, that game looks amazing. Yes. Although I haven't got a chance to actually play myself, or yeah. I don't have a copy, but it's very fun. It's very. I good. would imagine. Yes. Who's, who's your guy you're playing with right now? Right now, man, I'm playing with Sub Zero. He was announced as a as a as a secret as a secret slash downloadable slash additional character, and I've been really in the lab with him trying to get like you know get my combos right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Play people online. Get a because playing against a human is way different than playing against the machine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, about? absolutely. Because people make mistakes. The machine's not gonna make a mistake unless it allows itself to. And sometimes those mistakes can inadvertently win you a match. Exactly, or lose you a match because sometimes well, most the times they, on you. They most times they'll lose you the match. But if you're yeah. playing an expert, yeah, and you're a novice, the best thing you can do is make those mistakes because yeah. that the expert is practiced against probably the computer to master the game. And Gotta love it. That was kind of inappropriate. Although this is your show, so I guess you can just interrupt it with cell phone ringings and whatnot. Hey, hey. <laughs> this is a nerd podcast, first of all. Second of all, how can any of us deny the ringtone that is set to the GameCube startup sound? Ah, you know, that's what that was. It's, it's, it's quaint. If it was like, can I buy you a drink by T-Pain, then that would be maybe inappropriate for the podcast. But you hear that noise? Unless we had women in here, then it would be totally then appropriate. It would be probably, totally appropriate. But it just makes me want to think about Soul Calibur 2. Which is the best fighting, one of the best fighting games of all time. Uh, Actually, you know, based on some of those questions you had, that was probably one of the ones I was going to use there. Yeah, oh, that forthcoming, forthcoming, yeah. where our question section. We got questions this week, y'all. Uh, yeah, played a bunch of Injustice 2, trying to get active on that. I'm not trying to get to the point where I'm going to win any tournaments. I just want to be the best person I know in the video game, which is always my uh, modus operandi. But then I digress. Um, Besides that, I caught Marvel's The Defenders this this past weekend, and for those who don't know what that is, uh, Marvel and Netflix have been doing these TV shows where they've done a whole season based on a particular character. So they've done Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the Immortal Iron Fist. And what this is an, is a accumulation of all those characters in one big season, a la The Avengers. Uh, the Defenders, you mean? The Defenders. Oh, okay. So just get kind of giving a quick. I you know explanation of what that is for those who was like I live under a rock I don't know what the defenders are well well hold on. before you go there you know when you mention Iron Fist yes Luke Cage yep and Daredevil Jessica Jones 
Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and wh- who's the other one that makes the heroes for hire? There's one more. Oh, you're thinking uh, there's no other dudes like the the old school heroes for hire. The old school heroes for hire was three cats. It was Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and one more guy. If I can think, if, if there was anybody I can think of other than because they were the main two heroes for hire. Yeah, they were the main two, but it was one. It more. may have been the master of kung fu that you're thinking about. Shang Chi. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. Yeah, you might be. It wasn't the master because he he was he was a heroes for hire at some. Point. Yeah, yeah, it was. There was a lot of people jumping in and out the crew. Like, um, I love that that car noise. It's so good. It is. That's okay. No, don't worry about it. They'll give the podcast some ambiance. Right. But anybody else, I can probably think Moon Knight. Yeah. He was a hero for hire. You know what? We have our trusty information resource right well, here. Well, while you do that, I'm going to give you my impressions on um, Marvel's The Defenders. Marvel's The Defenders was meh for me, man. Like, I'm a huge fan of this stuff. Bradley's known me, geez, since I was a young a young Mike Jr. with his uh, propeller hat, hat and pants. And he knows how much I'm definitely in love with this stuff uh, and I've watched all seasons of these shows as they aired on the weekend of them airing so just to give you a bit of backstory on my involvement with this Netflix stuff so when I saw the Defenders it had it was just meh it was it wasn't like groundbreaking I didn't expect it to be I expected it to be fun and interesting and build on characters and give me like little hints of nerd stuff that I would like which it did on some levels but it just wasn't enough I didn't like the villain even though Sigourney Weaver was the villain, I didn't like her. Who did she play? That's the thing. She didn't play any particularly Marvel known character. At least for me, she played one of you know the hand, right? Yes. She played one of the four, one of the five fingers of the hand, she, and and the name she was given, I didn't recognize, and all the members of the hand, I didn't recognize. But then again, maybe this was some lore that was buried in some Frank Miller. Daredevil stuff that I wasn't aware of. Well, remember, you know, when we when you, when we talk about Marvel, they have the cinematic universe. Yeah, that's so what I'm how saying. Marvel does that, you know, the hand can have a different universal uh, uh, rise than the the comic book universe. So they're probably different members of the hand in the cinematic universe, but as opposed to the. My only gripe with that is is that. If you have a Marvel Universe at your disposal, and, you can, and there's literally thousands of side characters you can use, why make up a character that no one's going to recognize? Why create a character when there's so many other characters that can fit that archetype? She could have been Lady... She could have been, like, Lady... Uh, Lady... Uh, I forget what her name. Lady, Lady Hydra. That would have been cool to have the Hydra have some ties in the hand, which is, which is canonically accurate. She could have been 101 different characters, but yeah. why be a creative character? I, I agree. You know I, don't, I don't like... The Marvel Cinematic Universe whatsoever. <laughs> nice. And I'm not a big fan of Marvel anymore now that I'm an uh, an adult. Like it was cool <laughs> when I was a kid. And okay, you've grown up. Yes. You know, a kid has. A I mean, I, let's, let's take that back. I don't want to say that on record. I am a fan of Marvel's work. They do good work, but I'm an adult now, so I require adult content. Okay. And you know. You know, Marvel just doesn't do it for me in that aspect. Okay, just out of curiosity, in the realm of comic books, mind you, what would you consider adult content? Like, what? It doesn't have to be specifically by a book, but what comic book publishers produce adult content? Well, mainly the most popular one that people can identically rec- uh, they can rec- recognize with this image. They create a mm. lot of adult comics. You have um, those independent comic makers like Eclipse. 
and uh, Dark Horse and okay. some of the smaller ones that make a lot of very good adult comics. Mm. But, you know, on a side note, I just got done reading The Inkle. The Inkle? Educate me. What is The Inkle? The Inkle. So, for all of you guys out there seeking to be a super nerd, go pick up The Inkle by Joe Dorowski. Jodorowsky and Mobius. Mobius is Jean oh, okay. Girard. Yeah. Uh, Jodorowsky is artist. Javier Jodorowsky, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. But the Inkle, okay, here it is. All right, give there us the is, elevator there, pitch. Yeah, Go there's a movie called Doom. This is not going to be an elevator pitch because it's a long story. Uh-huh. There's a Go movie called Doom yeah. that was uh, made in, around, in the 80s, early 80s. And, um, and before it was released, uh, uh, on the in, in the movie theaters, a guy named Jodorowsky was supposed to direct it, but um, he started to put together this budget that was encroaching uh, uh, the two hundred thousand oh, dollar mark. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so they kicked Jodorowsky off and got somebody else to create it. So what Jodorowsky did was got some other people and used the elements he wanted to do for Dune and made a graphic novel called The Inkle, and. Um, I just got done reading that because it was supposed to be the greatest graphic novel written of all time. Mm -hmm. And um, how was it? I can't say that it was the greatest. Yeah. Because you know, again, that's subjective. Very subjective. Because what what I can say is that it was extremely creative and unique Mm -hmm. in 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 being a original work of art. And I do, I, I would say it's a masterpiece. Can you spell Inkle for me? Just out of just... I, no, I'm, I'm going to spell it for you and everybody who's listening. All it's right. It's The Inkle. The T-H-E-I-N-C-A-L. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Check it out. It's okay. a, it's a, I, what I would say is when you get the book, get it from the library and read it front to back. It's important that you read the preface as well. Yes, just um, the whole meal. Don't skip the vegetables, ladies and gentlemen. Right, Eat because the, the thing, because the preface will let you know that uh, uh, what you're seeing in, in the book is not the Inkle taking elements from other sci-fi movies. It's other sci-fi movies and books and things taking elements from the Inkle. Um, and that's, that's a real important nerd book to read I okay cool 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 sounds good to me um, you, you sold me let's go yeah uh, other than this week I didn't look at the eclipse because no I'm just not down for that I don't like mass hysteria stuff you know what I'm saying like oh let's all play Pokemon Go no I don't want to do that let's but you did watch that um, which one was it the uh, the Defenders yeah, was it the Defenders or was it a particular individual? It was the Defenders. It was all of them. Okay, so let me ask you this. How did you like the Iron Fist? I didn't like it at all. Okay, so yeah, see, I didn't watch the Iron Fist. I didn't watch Jessica Jones. I didn't watch Luke Cage, but I watched Daredevil. I like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Both seasons, because there's only yeah, two there's, seasons. There's two seasons right now. I started Jessica Jones and Luke Cage but it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. So okay. I wasn't able to finish. Right. I looked at Iron Fist, his face, <laughs> on on whatever poster or cover they were trying to market and show, and right. uh, that did it for me. I you were like, nah. 
couldn't do it. See, I have to understand. You know, I'm a dude who sat through ten seasons of Smallville when it was bad, just to understand what's happening and understand that it's bad. That's just the torture I put myself through. I'm not saying that Iron Fist was absolutely horrible. I mean, we live in a world where Freddy Got Finger is a real movie. You know what I'm saying? But was it Iron Fist? Like, even to this, even in Defenders, Iron Fist is supposed to be one of the top skilled martial artists in the Marvel Universe, correct? Like, uh, yeah. he's supposed to be up there, like right. with with Black Panther and like in like the Master of Kung Fu. You know what I'm saying? Right. But this guy doesn't display the the athletics needed to be. The so best fighter he, in the series. Does he do any any type of kicks? He does kicks, but he does he doesn't do Donnie Yen kicks. He does uh, he does Mel Gibson kicks. He, no, he does not as bad as Mel Gibson kicks. It's like can can he do a Michael Jai White kick at least? No, he does he does not do, do a flying drop. I okay. his his stunt double does, but he does not. Oh, so they he does. A... Remember that part in Blade Two where where Blade was doing the spinning boot kicks? Yes, he does spinning boot kicks. That's it. That's it. And he does like little kung fu poses. So he can't even do any aerial he attacks. He doesn't do aerial attacks. The actor. He doesn't do backflips. He doesn't okay. do is lightning he, fast Is he punches. at least a good actor? Can you believe he's no. Daniel? No. He's not a good actor in my opinion. Okay. Well. It's a struggle. He, the guy's a good actor. What, what about the story? The story is not... Okay. Do, do, they, do they explore the mysteries of... Uh, very... T- it's, it's a very sensible... It's a very good pull. Um, it's a very sensitive thing because they're on a budget, so you can't have. They're not in Kung Lung. You never walk down the street of Kung Lung. So you we're, talk about we're in, in Hell's Kitchen. We're in Manhattan. Oh my God! No, no. Yes, I'm not gonna watch the Iron Fist. It, we're Don't. in Manhattan, and it's and it's like a business drama that has the the back play of Kung Fu mystery, not the other way around. Because, you know, Danny Rand's supposed to be extremely Yeah, broken, yeah. Right? Okay, because, like, in the comic books, it was the total opposite. Yes. It's all they about rarely the showed him... In the business setting. In the business aspect. This this series is 85% business setting, 15% kung fu mystery, and it's not great. I You know, I just don't think Netflix... And, and that brings us to more of those, those questions and news that we have. So I think we should get on with it. Because, okay. You know, that... I, I don't want to... Uh, Start going on to something that we'll be talking about later. Okay, I'm just gonna wrap up my week real quick. Uh, still playing Kingdom Hearts because I just felt like playing it again. I played it when I was a kid. Still playing that. Stuck in Little Mermaid Land. It might as well be hell. Moving on. I watched a movie called Lucky Number Seven. You ever seen that? Uh, no, no, no. It's pretty good. I kind of like. Oh, it. it's pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna hold you to that. Yes, you know I, I will. Cause, uh, cause it's pretty good. At, Cause I like bad movies. Remember the time oh, I set you okay. through Hellraiser? Okay, you, yes. you almost couldn't make it. All right, so it's it's good in the in the sense okay, that it's it has a bad Morgan movie. Freeman in it. So, but it's, so that means it's 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 entertaining. It's not Shawshank except Redemption. for Morgan Freeman's except parts. for Morgan Freeman where he hams it up. Okay, all right. So just deal with that. Okay, so that was a good weeks, good solid weeks. We we went around the world and back again, but at this time, I feel that we should go into the news. All right. The news. Let's see what we have here. All right, so let me go ahead and go down this list. I'm just going to mention the stuff in passing. If you um, just give me your first thoughts, you know what I mean. So I'm just going to bring up some stuff and tell me what you thought. So, I didn't want anybody to catch this last week because I was on my uh, my hardware purgatory, but I did want to talk about it. And that's the first looks of Cable in Deadpool Two. 
and you had a chance to look at this image? Absolutely. Uh, you know Cable. You're well-versed with Cable. Yes, yes. How do you feel about the aesthetical look of this character with uh, this actor attached to it? The way Josh Brolin looks as Cable visually is 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 very good. It's mm -hmm. spot on. Mm -hmm. I couldn't... That, that, was, that was excellent. And good. further... Josh Brolin is a very good actor, yes, so he I is. think <laughs> he'll be able to capture the character that is Nathaniel Summers. Absolutely, Nathaniel Summers, uh, future son of Jean Grey and Scott Summers. For those right. who don't know, and those who don't know who those characters are, just read a book. It's called X Men. I'm sure you've heard of them, right. uh, but not not just X Men. You would have to because X Men doesn't really talk about Cable. It you got to go into like X Fact, X Force. Yeah, X, is it X Force or X Factor? Both actually. They do dabble in a lot of the cable, but mainly X Force is the one that yeah. that has that uh, that is led by Cable. Yeah, the X Force is led by Cable for the most part. Right. Sometimes it's led by Wolverine, but usually it's led by Cable. Right. Right. Cool. 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 So that's. So yeah, I, I really, I really like that, and I'm looking forward to that. One. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Um, speaking of things you can look forward to, how about Netflix purchasing pretty much the works? Of Mark Millar in the Millar verse. Uh, this is a, a comic book writer who's been attached to such feature films as um, Kingsman, Secret Service, and Kick Ass. So Netflix seems to have just said, you know what, we're gonna just we're gonna be Team Mark Millar. And I kind of I'm kind of curious to see how Marvel feels about that. You know what I mean? Like Marvel's kind of in Disney kind of been you know Team Netflix for quite a while now. They've been uh, premiering all of their movies on Netflix, Civil War, Doctor Strange, and they've been doing all the Netflix TV shows for, for Marvel, Dare, like we just talked about, Defenders Daredevil. So, is this early signs of a breakup? Are they going to become Team Millar now and kind of ditch Marvel? Do you ditch Marvel? Do you ditch um, uh, Disney with, you know, with, with their backing? How do you feel about that? Do you feel like this is an upshake or am I over-exaggerating? Um, no, you're not over-exaggerating. And this is just something that a lot of us who are not in the business are not going to know about. There's, there's subtle battles going on when it comes to business mm -hmm. and intellectual property and artistic creativity and individuals are groups of people who are trying to get money off of this. So right. um, there's a lot of subtle things that go on that I can't speak of, but I'm pretty sure... It has to do with uh, um, Mark Millar's intellectual property yeah. and Disney's stake on that intellectual property. And Mark Millar is trying to brand himself mm -hmm. and his universe. And, right. and Disney and Netflix both trying to usurp that and brand it as their particular universe to the eyes of the consumer. That's fair. Yeah, because, um, I mean, it's just him. Yeah, you know, it's just him. So no, his ma brand. no matter what, he's going to make money off that brand. But it's yeah. about which brand is going to be true to what the artist created. Right. Because, I mean, if, if, if Mark Millar can say, hey, you guys can do those stories however you, you know, go ahead, do the stories. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, no, matter, no matter what, once it gets to film, once you take it from one medium to another... You're, it's not going to be true to what it originally was. Well, it's very rarely. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's very rarely you'll see an a absolutely true adaptation. Adaptation, but sometimes that'll bite you in the ass. Look at Watchmen. Watchmen was way too true to the source material. It ended up being bad for it. Well, I mean, here's the thing: was uh, just because Watchmen was a good graphic novel doesn't mean it'll be a good movie. And that's the trick, isn't it? It's like some of these things have a very hard time being 
it's very hard to bounce from one medium to another. Well, look, in see, general. the people who read graphic novels aren't the people that go watch all of the movies that come out. Yeah, that's true. So, like, like for example, The Inkle. The Inkle, the one we were talking about earlier, that's a perfect graphic novel. Yeah. But to make it a movie? I was going to uh, ask you that, too. Like, is, no. Do you think it's transferable? Like, Doom? No. Yeah, no. Do you think Dune was transferable for that matter? Dune has nothing to do with the Inkle. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, in regards to scope. It sounds like this is a very... Dune could could have been done, but at the time it was done, it just wasn't ready. It wasn't the right you time. Know, the CGI wasn't there, so... Right. Um, yeah, I think I think Dune is one of those few movies that deserves to be remade. Right. Um, Would you be happy with the Inkle remake with the right director? You can't remake oh, oh, well, the uh, uh, Inkle film with the right director. No, you can't film the Inkle. The only thing you could do the, with the Inkle is make it a motion comic. Right. Yeah, I hear that. Next bit of news I wanted to go into was Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, there seems to be... I've, I've talked about this game multiple times on the show. And I'm very... I don't know how to, I really don't know how to feel about this game. Because it's... From what I hear, it's fun to play. But it just looks horrible. Not horrible. I would say it looks mediocre. Which is worse. Because... I'd rather something like complete trash and be and be playable than just be mediocre and like you have all the money in the world to back it. Or maybe you don't. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes of these companies. But I digress. Um, there's a game called Monster Hunter. It's a huge Capcom game in Japan. Not very big on the U.S. shores. People play Monster Hunter here, of course. But it's not as big as you would say Dragon Ball Z or something like that, right? So, one of the characters that's going to be downloadable, which is sucks because I hate day one downloads, just make it a part of the game. You know what I mean? Why, why try to squeeze an extra 10, 15 bucks out of someone on day zero? That's kind of whack. But, nonetheless, this is a downloadable character that's based off the Monster Hunter character, but the female build of it, which I think is interesting. And kind of weird because it's like this is another way for you to add diversity in your game to add another female character. That's fine. You know what I mean? But is is that the most noticeable character that you could have chosen out of the franchise? I well, mean, this is this is what I think. You know, um, when they when when the marketing people get in there and they start pulling up their reports and looking at the numbers, yeah, they're gonna know that the males are gonna buy the game, whether uh, they're angry about the the content or not. Right. What those uh, marketing representatives have to do is they have to uh, be more successful than the last drop. Right. So they need to encroach on uh, consumers that aren't heavily marketed to, which are women. Right. So it just makes more sense to put another uh, female in there because females are becoming more and more uh, active video game players, particularly fighting games. Yes, if you watch certain tournaments, like at Evo, there's a large percentage of female um, players there, and they're good, and it's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's diversity in the... Uh, in the uh, in the community, right. one of my favorite um, fighting game. Uh, Don't say dead or alive. No, not dead or alive. I'm talking about the players. Like oh, okay. one of my favorite fighting game representatives is Ricky Ortiz, and uh, she is transgender, which is which is kind of crazy. Uh, so that doesn't count as being a woman. No, we're not going to broach that on this podcast. Okay, but I'm just. She would like to be announced as she, and that's how I would respect it. Respect that particular person. So. But she's also sick with Chun Li. Okay, well, which, which I, I'll just it. have to say this: so if a transgender female went to the WNBA, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and start banging other females. Mm-hmm. In, in what regard? On the on the court? On the court, just crossing them up, dunking on them, and everything. And she gets the MVP, mm-hmm. and we call her the greatest female basketball player of all time. Is that fair to other females? Yes, because it's still a competition. We're not broaching this on this podcast. You're right. No, we can not. cut that out. We, no, we're, we're leaving gonna, it in. We're, 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 we're leaving it in. We're leaving it in and letting it rest. Okay. I'm just saying, no, we're not doing that. I Ricky just, Ortiz is a is a fighting game princess. I'm not saying. I'm not saying she's, she's not good, but you say it's not fair in a fighting game. Co- no, I'm not saying it's not fair. I'm just saying that she is a she grew up as a dude playing fighting games like a dude. So it's not the same as you're growing up as a girl. Who's not expected to play video games? It's, it doesn't matter. It's just, no, 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 no. I mean, this is what I'm saying. I'm talking about from a marketing perspective. I'm talking about from a human perspective. No, no. I know what you're saying. She, I'm just. I'm not saying she can't play the game, and it's not fair. She can play the game, and she I'm can do saying. whatever she wants. I'm just saying that from a marketing perspective, she wasn't. She. She's not a girl, and she's not. She's not being marketed to as if she's a girl, because girls. Don't grow up playing fighting games, especially from our generation. Whereas boys, us, we grew up playing. But you can't games. say that kind of absolute. I've not played any girls that play fighting games in our generation. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you're saying talking, that. I'm not. Talk, I'm, you're, no, you're thinking about it. I'm talking about expectations for women. So for example, women women aren't don't grow up saying like, oh, okay. They don't they don't be trained to be, be soldiers and be warriors like men are. But that's so macro. You can't you can't boil it down to that no, no, kind of, you, you know, no. you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're me. saying, but all I'm saying is this is that when when I said that they're marketing to more females, that's why they put the female on there. Bringing up a transgender individual is not the same as a as a female who was born as a female. That's all I'm saying there. Uh, Those are two different people. Uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. There's three categories: male, female, and transgender. Now, if you if to you were to categorize, say, okay, is, let's say it's a problem. You know, we're let's all, say if they would have if they put more world now, man, you can't categorize like that. So I can't say that there's a difference between the male and female species. We're not going into this. So okay, we're, we're moving on. Yes, we're moving yeah. on. Yes. So um, speaking of female characters, uh. Android 17 has been announced for Dragon Ball Z Supers. Uh, Android 17, uh, Android 18, pretty much all the Androids were announced recently at Gamescom, as well as versions of Super Saiyan Blue, Goku, and Vegeta. Um, I showed you a video of this game earlier. I just wanted to kind of get your immediate uh, your immediate uh, response on it. What do you think? Um, you think uh, 2D games. Yeah, 2D man. fighting games. Yeah, man. I, it, it looks good. Yeah. Um... Yeah. This is this is the only thing I can say. Okay, I think it'll become boring very quickly. How so? Elaborate. It's a, it's a two D game. It doesn't look like I mean it doesn't look like those characters can fully uh, uh, utilize all the powers of a of a Dragon Ball Z character. So if you look at those other Dragon Ball games, which have a totally different fighting engine in it, but at least those players can fly. And it's 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 a three dimensional arena that they're fighting in. So to take that back 
and and to to put these characters in in shackles to me mm-hmm. is a little bit uh, discomforting, especially when on PlayStation One uh, they had games of lesser graphics that allowed you to do a lot more that's truer to to the actual characters' abilities. But these games have been done. We have we've had dra- back from the days of Dragon Ball Z Legends on Super Nintendo. The moment they got their hands on 3D, it's been arena fighting. Dragon Ball has gone from Budokai to Budokai 2 to Raging Blast, and they've all been arena fighters. Right. When was the last time, can you remember that there was a 2D Dragon Ball fighting game? There's been a few. My only knock on that, I don't care about the 2D, but at least make them fly. Well, I'm sure there'll be some kind of flight mechanic for certain characters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But in a 2D fighting game, think about um, M. Bison and Street Fighter, right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you gave him Bison infinite flight, wouldn't that break the game? He can fly canonically. Yeah. But if you gave him infinite, he'd just hover over the screen. Wouldn't it break the game for the other fighters, like let's say a Ryu or Ken or a Blanca for that matter? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it would, but this is Dragon Ball Z. That's like that's like having a... Um, okay, perfect example. When they came out with that X-Men game... Mm-hmm. X-Men Legends? No, it was it was one for the arcade. It was, it was a real was old a game. game. It was it was an arcade game where you um you have a uh, what is it? One of those side scrolling games like a like oh, a, you're uh, talking uh, about X-Men Arcade where you can play as Dazzler. Yeah. Colossus the Yeah, right? but but you know, like Wolverine and Nightcrawler's character. Yeah. Their powers was not consistent at all like Wolverine mutant power was to uh, uh, clink his claws together and create this type of whatever it is. But you can't compare a, a game from when you know from back, way back when, where they were kind of making the rules as they go, to canonically manga accurate attacks in Dragon Ball Z Fighters, where every they're, single they're, frame is a frame from the manga. Right? No, I like that. I like it. Like I said, it looks good. Yeah. But. Just without the power of flight, I don't care about the 3D. You don't need the 3D because games just work on the side scroll. But at least make the characters, give the characters some flight. All what, if, what if there was a mechanic where you double jump, like in let's say Marvel vs. Capcom, and you end up on a different screen and it's done in sky? Would that would that appease you? That would appease me. But it's still on the two D plane. It's still, yeah, that would appease me. You just want the representation of flight. Do you? I want yeah, exactly. Because the characters in Dragon Ball fly around. True. True. That's like having a. That's like having a fighting. If we, if they did the Batman, uh, would no. I mean the uh, any Superman game and Superman can't fly and he's not the strongest. He can't pick up anything. He tries to pick up a trash can and he's struggling. That's true. And it's like you don't want the you don't want the characters handicapped. Yeah, and you think that the two D fighting game playing is a limitation? They're not the two D fighting. Not no, that's not a limitation. The fact that they can't fly is a limitation. Sure, I think they can. I think I've seen in, in film that where they do combos and they actually fly in the air. And if the characters can fly, I'll be totally fine because it looks okay. very good. And w- when you, uh, um, I'm sure that's something they wouldn't leave out. Yeah, because when you do certain moves, it gives the appearance that the game is three D. Right, because it's pretty. Because the way they do these graphics is damn near magic. Yeah, the, the graphics are amazing. Yeah, so, okay, I see where you're coming from on that. And I do think they've, they've accommodated for that feature. I do think there's... Hopefully. There's there's simulated flight for these, you know, Dragon Ball characters that use their cheetah bounce bounce around the... Uh, Hopefully. The, uh, bounce around the, uh, the stage. Uh, and you know what? What about the new SNK 
uh, uh, games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that could be the last one. Uh, yes, SNK announced that there's more fighting games on the way. Uh, for those who don't know, SNK is the company that used to rival Capcom back in the day with such fighting games as Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, and Samurai Showdown. They took a break from making fighting games to make Palinko machines. Uh, pachinko uh, machines. What, what is that? A pachinko machine is a gambling device best known in Japan where you sit down, smoke cigarettes, and play pachinko all day until you ride away into nothingness. Smart move, SNK. Yeah, so they're coming back. They're coming back with a vengeance saying, we want to make fighting games, we want to work with the best and brightest. They're on their way. Get hype. I just wanted to talk about this because I didn't get into SNK really until Marvel vs. Marvel SNK, which was on the Dreamcast. I, I mean, I played Fatal Fury on the periphery and Art of Fighting and stuff like that, but I never was really into it. Until was that World series. Heroes an SNK game? Yes, World Heroes was an SNK game. Okay. It was like a Neo Geo classic or something right. like that. So the, the only SNK games that I'm looking forward to, because I'm, 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 um, I'm, I'm a big fighting game fan, is go. Samurai Showdown. That's a good one. They make another Samurai Showdown. We in there. You did, we in there like swimwear. In there like swimwear, baby. Um, I think I think the King of Fighters has been overdone. I, I don't. I will we'll be good if there's not if there's never another King of Fighters Ooh, ever again. Blasphemy. There's but, it's too many King of Fighters. That's like saying there's too many Street Fighters. Okay. I, I, I'll be happy if they don't there's do another many, Street there's Fighters. There's too many Maddens. There's too many Batman movies. I mean, uh, what can you do? Man, you, you can't. You have to cultivate, like, from a business standpoint, you have to cultivate the intellectual property until it's no longer lucrative. They're going to be out until people stop buying them, which is the sad truth. And that's for okay. things love and hate. You know? Well, I mean, I'm just a proponent. Uh, I'm just a proponent of artistic good stuff, not just junk thrown out to make money. Well, that's another thing. Don't. That's why I'm kind of up in the air about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It seems very rushed and very cheap to me. And I love these characters. I love these universes. But don't give me something that's just going to. Uh, Placate to my fanboys' sensitivities, sensibilities rather, and not make a good game at the end of the day. If it's a good game at the end of the day, I don't care what uh, property it is, because it could be a new property and be a good game, like Horizon Zero Dawn, or it could be something that's existed forever, like Fallout 3, you know what I mean? Fallout 4. As long as it's a good game, I'm all for it, fighting game or not. All right, uh, I think one more thing we should cover. What would honestly, you like to talk about? Tell me about it. Is that you sent me a link about the Judge Dread. Oh yeah, TV series. The, the Judge Dredd TV series. Uh, they're thinking about um, bringing Judge Dredd to the small screen. I don't know if that's going to be like on HBO. I hope it's on something a bit more teethy than like ABC or some bu- or some bullshit. Right. I hope it's like on a Netflix or HBO or Showtime where it can really show its teeth. And they're thinking about having Keith Ur- um, Keith Urban. Keith, yeah, Urban. from the movie. Did you ever see Dredd the movie? Yes. Did you like it? The movie was visually stunning. Yeah. The acting was was okay. subpar, but it was, a, it was a bit wooden, wasn't it's it? It's kind of hard to. I don't really. But he's the but, best representation of dread ever. I mean, we only have two. Yeah, it's I would say that. I would say that. I so mean, yeah, you, you, you won back. by default, right? You uh, at least crossed the finish line, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know what? I like Keith Earth, uh, Keith Urban. Urban. Yeah. I, I, I like that new Dredge, Dread movie, um, but I like the expanded world that they're in. And Yeah, there's a lot to do, man. There's a lot. I, I would really want them to do it solely on HBO. That mainly, would be sick. 
because you know HBO is is the the the, the network. Yeah, network. Yeah, they're daring enough to to show what other you know. I would um, love to see characters like um, the Death Judge and that's right. You know, I'm you know I'm talking about. I've been researching a little bit of Dread because I wasn't really into um, Dread as a kid. You know what I mean? Because you know. Between the '90s image stuff and being shoved Marvel or DC down your throat, you didn't really get a lot of opportunity to be into the more indie stuff until like later in life. You know what I mean? Right. So, the the what's his name? Dr- judge, Death Judge, Judge, uh, Death, it's like Judge, judge Mercy, mm-hmm. or yeah, they are, they have all these other Crazy, judges, like like evil judges that are like paranormal, and it goes into a weird paranormal kind of bend. But I'm really curious to see what they do with it, if they do anything with it. I mean, it would be something really different. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, I think it would turn the superhero genre on its head, which Judge Dredd was supposed to do back in the day. You know what I mean? That's why it was made, because, you know, the writer was kind of over the superhero idea and wanted to kind of do a, a deconstruction of it. He did. He wasn't as crazy as uh, Frank Miller, but he still wrote, wrote good stuff. So uh, I'm really curious to see how that goes. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy you brought it up because I forgot about it. Yeah, no, nah, it was a good one. And I'm curious to see how it goes, too. I just hope, like you said, it doesn't go on one of these uh, these PG-13 squeamish There's networks. No, they wouldn't do it. I mean, they wouldn't. Uh, but who? I want to say they wouldn't do it like that, but they've done it to worse things. Come on. Spawn, right? Well, yeah, Spawn came on TV, but remember, Spawn came on that HBO. It came on the it HBO. It was very series. graphic, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was the it was the animated series. But I would I have to say that that was excellent. Yeah, I love the Spawn animated series. I, I still watch it to this day sometimes. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was my shit. Uh, news. That was good news. Very very good news. Um, so what are we looking forward to next week? Oh no, you you missed a uh, you missed a new a, a, uh, one of our sev- uh, segments, my friend. My, we have to go through questions and answers. Ah. Perfect. So I have a couple of questions here um, given to us throughout the Nerdiverse that we're going to answer to the best of our abilities. And, uh, and you'll get to kind of pick our brains about some stuff. So I must ask you, Bradley, uh, what is your favorite... Or what is your favorite video game UI. And for those who know what a UI stands for, that's user interface. Such as when you when you pop in a game, maybe on Nintendo or PlayStation Pro, you, before you hit the start button, how is that menu? How is the uh, intro to the game? How how are you first introdu- introduced to the game? That's what we talk about user interface. How does the start button look? Um, does it does it pull you away from the experience or is it just like a Google Doc that you're going through? What out of the games you've played, what UI really stands out for you? What interface kind of made you want to play the game a bit more, or at least pulled you into the game a bit better? Um, the main one, uh, I mean, there's lots of games, yes, there is that have unique user interface faces, but one that really stands out to me is the first Knights of the Old Republic for the Ooh, Xbox One. That's a good game. The reason why. I chose that one is I mean it starts regular but it has a unique feature that uh, you're controlling three people and it's live action but there's a pause button so Mm -hmm. in the middle of the action you can pause it and kind of 360 around the screen uh, um, you know uh, uh, hover around different characters to get a full bird's eye view 
uh, from a whole lot of different angles of what's going to happen so you can plan out your attack. Yeah. And you can unpause it and watch the attack unfold from a whole lot of different angles. And you can pause it whenever you want. So that, to me, got me hooked on the Knights of the Old Republic series, and I've, I've been dedicated to that one ever since. Yeah, man. It kind of sounds... It's like an upgraded version of a Japanese RPG, where it's the turn system. But this turn system allows you to see the entire battle unfold from different angles. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real-time turn system. Though. Yeah, it's real-time. Yeah. So you can, you can play it out in real-time, but you can also pause it to strategize your attack. Right. Only on the first two. The third one is... You're talking about um, the um, cult, uh, the um, MMORPG, right? Yeah. I haven't played that. I wanted to get into it, but I never like, had a chance. Right. It's it's nothing really special. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, like, if I had to pick a, uh, a UI favorite of mine, hmm, it's funny. I've been looking at this question all day, and I haven't been able to decide on which one I'm really happy with. If I had to pull one that just comes to mind immediately... For me, was the first Devil May Cry system back on PlayStation Two, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And what really drove me to that one was it was very different for its time. It was one of the first character action games that you would consider, kind of like in the vein. It was like a beat 'em up, but it was the first time you had a 3D beat 'em up. And right. The and it was very gothic, but it was also very new age. It was, you know, you know, you had that. It was very Resident Evil too, in a weird way. Yeah. You turn on the game is that Devil May Cry. You know, you're like what? You're like, what am I playing right now? You know, I like the way that they combine uh, the hack and slash with the third person shooter. Yeah, it's very weird, isn't it? Like, it's it's, and it's common all now. Aerial, yeah, it was. It's common now, but before. Sure. I mean, if you think about it, what other game at has, that time has a similar fighting engine or? whatever you call it, this Devil May Cry. I mean, like right now. I mean, there's been a lot of games that have kind of mimicked. A lot of them are from the same publisher, which is Platinum Games. Right. They made games like Bayonetta and Metal Gear Solid Revengeance um, that kind of have that character action feel to it. And they're very, it's, it's a genre of game, you know what I mean? Like, right. But back then, it was nothing, it was nothing like I've ever seen before. It's either, it was either, like 3D was just being figured out back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember tank controls and Resident Evil and how wonky yeah. it was to move yeah. around? Where you had Double May Cry where it's fluid. You could just run around the stage. You can fight fluently in the, th- in the three-dimensional world. And when you paused it, it pulled you to a, like a gun rack of all his weapons and stuff. And it was a cool right, yeah. new thing, you know what I mean? It wasn't third person. It wasn't first person. It was kind of a weird blend back then. Right. And it was very challenging. That's one of the first games I ever actually beat back in the day. Completely beat. So I think that would be my favorite UI. Oh, okay. It's the Devil May Cry series. Nice. Uh, the second question comes in the form of, in video games, what's your favorite unwinnable fight? And what that means is, it's usually a story build narrative where you fight the main boss, and no matter what you do, the game will not let you win as a base of the story. You can play as long as you want, but you will not win the fight based on the character-driven narrative and there's a couple of games that do it. It's a very niche question, but I must pose it to you. Do you have any that come to mind? Uh, no, I don't have any that come to mind, so I had to do research mm-hmm. on it. Um, because most games that I play that, you know... They I, don't make I, you do that, right? You know, they're, they're winnable games. I right. play sports games. I play uh, fighting games. Right. Um, 
but uh, the one the ones that I that I researched and I found that I, that a lot of people said was the the main one was a, a character named Vile from Mega Man X. Yeah, Mega Man X. Uh, the X series, dude. According to to what I've what I've learned is that Vile had this suit that is impervious, and mm. you had to lose to him the first time. Yeah, you know, there's no way around. Yeah, it. he's just not gonna win. Yeah. Um, Another one is a game called Chrono Tigers. I've never heard of. I know nothing about. Was it maybe Chrono Trigger. It may have been Trigger. Because mm. I, I, I think there is an unwinnable fight in Chrono Trigger, but I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's what that's another one that that I heard. Now, it, from my personal experience, um, it was it was when I started to play uh, the the DC. Heroes Online. Oh yeah, DC Universe Online. Yeah, I, I played that for a bit. Was. Yeah, I played that the for a bit. Very first time I got on the games, some level fucking hundred fuck came <laughs> up and, and killed me. Why would you play a PvP when you first start, dude? Like you gotta go PVE until you get bossed up. Yeah, well. Hey, I ain't mad at you though, man. That's crazy. PVE is, is so some super OP dude just walked up on you. Yes, and that's embodied it. you, and that was it. When you go to, uh, if you play uh, DC Universe Online, I don't know if it's still this way, but if you play PVP and you just start, you're done. Yeah, no, you you got to you got to or play other people on your same level. You know no, what I'm no, the way that game does it is that once you so the the villains. Yeah. Uh, 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 it was actually fun, actually. Yeah, their headquarters is a is an underground lair. Yeah. Or like an abandoned building. So if you're a hero, your headquarters is a police station. So as soon as you leave these safe zones and you're on PVE, most times they're they're uh, these leveled up assholes with nothing to do that hang out outside, <laughs> and then they'll hop down and murder anybody who's a very low level that they can bully. So you were in the wrong neighborhood, pretty much. I just <laughs> can't play can't, can't play PVE <laughs> until you level up. Nah, don't do it. Nah, you gotta know where it's like any MMORPG. You, you wander into the into the expert level, you're gonna get bodied, dude. That's, That's how right. it goes. Good. Uh, very good, very good. Last question. Not very game-related, but I just thought it was a funny-ass question. Have you ever been saved from experiencing a cringy moment? I'll say this, and I'll say this with all the pride I can, and it's no. I walk headlong into cringing <laughs> moments. They make me feel alive. I want the most embarrassing thing to happen to me. <laughs> oh, man, so no one's, ever, no one's ever tried to save you from a cringy moment. Like someone can to spare you from it. You from can't a save moment. me from a cringy moment. Once I know that the it, cringe is possible, that it that it will happen, and 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 I it, there's potential for me to be embarrassed. I will run headlong into it because embarrassment is something that's difficult for me to attain. That's what's up, man. You're a man. You're a Cadillac among men, my friend. You're a stallion among us, uh, among us mere ponies. Ugh. Nope. But I will give it's you. It's foolish. It's 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 a it's a fool's errand to try to to try to cringe one such as the Bradley. No, it's foolish to to avoid cringe. Yeah. Well, not really. The question isn't really would you avoid cringe. The question is, has someone in your life tried to avoid you from cringe? Yeah, absolutely. But unsuccessfully. I mean, there's been several times. Yeah. Um, like someone you know, bailed you out. Like, ooh, I don't want him to embarrass himself, so I'm not gonna do X, Y, Z. I mean, there's been several times, like, you know, don't talk to that girl because she yeah. told me that she does not like you and she doesn't want anything to do with you. Yeah. 
Another time is, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you smell bad. You shouldn't go into that place. Uh, you have something in your teeth. All that. Uh, there's all stuff. type of things. That, right. But that type of, I, you know, things don't really phase me as they should. Mm-hmm. So Man. I can't be saved from a cringe. I can only be, if you tell me it's going to happen, see, then I will make sure it happens just so I can see if it's, it's going to make me cringe or not. See, I was unknowingly saved from a cringe without knowing it was going to be a cringe. And this was my kind of example. Was when I was a kid, and Bradley can attest to this, I had a ducktail. I had a pretty long ducktail. And one of those Prince Zamunda. Uh, uh, he had he had the cow Drogo <laughs> ducktail. Had the, the smoothest ducktail growing. When up, the yeah. Darth Raki warriors <laughs> are defeated in battle, their ducktail, their 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 uh, braids are cut. Yes, my friend Michael's braid was not cut, so he was never defeated in battle. I was never defeated in battle until I I had a Samson moment where my ducktail was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And this was the day before high school. I went to my dad took me to, gave me a little bit of money in my pocket, told me to go get a haircut up the street. I walked up the street. This old barber saw my ducktail, and a la coming to America, he was shaving, he was lining me up in the back, and practically shaved off my ducktail. And I came home and didn't realize it. And my dad was like, "Yo, ducktail, hold it on for like dear life." And I was like, "Can you save it? Because you know, you grow up with this thing, you, you become attached to it, right? It becomes a part of your personality." Nothing to save it, cut it off, cried for weeks. But if I would have walked into ninth grade public school with a ducktail in the, in the in the the mid nineties in the mid nineties, mind you, I would have got clowned from here to Epcot Center. It would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap. So I kind of feel like that barber saved me from the cringe of being the guy with the ducktail in ninth grade when no one had the ducktail even then. Five years before high school, no one had a ducktail. It was just me, um, the only Dothraki warrior, nine, nine defeated. But I have to thank that barber, wherever he is, maybe he may be in heaven at this point, for saving me the cringe of walking into high school with a ducktail and pretty much sabotaging my entire high school lifetime. So yeah. wherever you are, uh, rogue, samurai, barber, I salute you. I'm going to drink a beer for you tonight. And if you if you want to know how Mike used to look with the ducktail, look up pictures of JaVale McGee. I've never looked like JaVale yeah, McGee, yeah. first of all. Yo, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> JaVale McGee's the ugliest dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because we're both light-skinned doesn't mean... No, I'm just... Don't look at the face. Look at the ducktail. JaVale McGee doesn't even have a ducktail. He has like he a little does. patch. He has no, little, he has a ducktail. He has like a little, uh, a little phone charger in the back of his neck. No, 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 no. It's braided. And it's it's Padawan ducktail. Oh no, man! <laughs> it's braided. He braided it up in his ducktail. Now I don't. No, the Javale McGee is not a look for, for for the Michaels. Michael, master of the Southern Quadrant of the Nerdiverse, can't happen. Absolutely. The very good questions. Uh, we're ready to wrap this up. We're gonna start doing our closing. What are you looking forward to in the future? What are you looking forward to next week, the week after, what have you? What, what's, um, what's what's gonna make you hype? Oh, uh, this Saturday, I'm not looking forward to it in terms of watching it, but I'm looking forward to getting the madness over 
the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight <laughs> over the showcase comes comes Saturday night. The, so, the Street Fighter episode, you know, the Mortal <laughs> Nobody's Tekken tournament. Talking about that hype job anymore? Oh, thank goodness. Um, what else? I am looking forward to the next show next week. So it'll be my second show. I, yes. I guess I, I'll have. A, I'll be a little bit more prepared. Yes, very good uh, flagship show. We had a lot of things to talk about. Yep, and. Uh, Oh, I'm reading. I'm reading the the Game of Thrones books. So yes, you have to give us an update on that. Yeah, I'm I'm be done with the first book and the first graphic novel simultaneously because I'm trying to compare. Nice. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, what I'm looking forward to, looking forward to playing more Kingdom Hearts because I have to beat all of that. It needs to happen, so I have to go through like five games. I'm in the middle of the first one, so it's probably gonna be talking about this from here to Kingdom Come, until it breaks my Kingdom Heart. Um, uh, looking forward to playing Uncharted Lost Legacy. That's kind of a new game that's coming out. That's based off Unchar the Uncharted universe. It's supposed to be like a quick game, so hopefully I can have a review for that by next show. Uh, I wrote down I was looking forward to I'm looking forward to finding a new co-host, but here we are. You know what I mean? We're good to go. Uh, looking forward to doing some more artwork. I'm working on a piece right now. Of course, I have to do a piece based on tonight's show, so that'll probably be out. If not tomorrow, probably no later than Thursday. Because usually it takes me a second to think of what kind of artwork I want for the show. And I'm thinking about starting up some new YouTube co content. I found that YouTube will ding you if you uh, if your content if your content's not fully viewed. So let's say if I put this entire podcast on a po on YouTube, and it's roughly about 45 minutes to an hour. If someone doesn't sit here and listen to the entire podcast and turns it off, YouTube will ding my content. So I have to... So I have to figure out a YouTube channel that is in smaller increments so people can in a more digestible watching, watching situation. So maybe like 15 minute, 30 minute uh, inter, inter, um, like intervals of, of content. I'm not sure what I want to do yet. I'm thinking it's going to be more in the video game category. Maybe uh, me playing something. But okay. we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're going to talk about that and see what we want to do. And that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Once again, I thank you for joining my podcast. I want to thank you, Bradley, for coming through Absolutely. and giving your peace of mind. It's always welcome. But once again, you can always like, comment, and subscribe on my Twitter, which is at MNerdiverse. That's capital M, capital N, Nerdiverse. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and YouTube with new content, hopefully soon. And I want to thank you once again for joining our podcast and always asking you to go that one step Beyond. I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be, it'll be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Who can make my electricity and natural gas work smarter? Where can I find a company that's easy to do business with, who knows the market best and has options to fit my needs? For millions of homes and businesses, there is one answer, Constellation. Decades of market intelligence and proven solutions from a trusted energy leader. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful, and flexible. 
That's what makes Constellation America's energy choice. Learn more at constellation.com slash energy.